You might be preparing to put some burgers on the grill this May weekend. Maybe some steaks. When you do, pause for a moment to think about the 6,500 federal food safety inspectors working in meatpacking plants ordered by the White House to stay open. Nearly 150 of them have already contracted coronavirus. For what's going on from the inspector's standpoint, we turn to the acting president of the American Federation of Government Employees, Local 45, Paula Skelling. Ms. Skelling, good to have you on. And thank you for having me today. And you're speaking from Wisconsin, where a lot of meatpacking, I guess, happens. Let's begin with the bigger picture here. How would you characterize relations between the members of Local 45 and the Food Safety and Inspection Service at the Agriculture Department? Well, Council 45 and the labor relations between us and the agency is frayed at best. The administration right now that we are under is not very conducive to having a good labor management relations. Yes, there is communications, but there is a failure to provide the impact and implementation of what they want to put on the members that we represent. And so these members, these 6,500 strong, are in the plants all over the country. Is that correct? That is correct. Coast to coast, border to border in Alaska, America, Samoa, and Puerto Rico. And do they look at beef and chicken and pork and everything else? They look at any species that the grant of inspection is for for that establishment. So, yes, it could be beef, it could be pork, it could be chicken, it could be turkeys, yes. All of that. And in general, before all of this happened with the coronavirus, what were conditions like and what kind of protective measures did they need? It was dependent on what the agency would provide. There's many zoonotic diseases out there that uh, our employees need to be protected under. And with the COVID-19 coming in, the agency provided no protective, no PPEs to the unit at all to help protect themselves. Before coronavirus, if they went into a plant to inspect, would they have had protective gear of some type? Not necessarily. For the most part, PPE is helping you so that you're not cutting your fingers when you are slicing a lymph node or into a heart or into any type of what we would do for inspection. That was the only PPE that the agency had provided prior to COVID. And if people felt that they wanted to have a face mask or protective face shield for some reason, did they provide it for themselves? Yes, yes. They would have had to provide it by themselves. And in not all cases where an example would be if I was in a poultry facility and that company used a PAA, which is a parasitic acid. There were some inspectors that would wear a mask because they were having a hard time breathing. They would provide their own, and the agency in some cases would not allow that to happen. And that's all prior to COVID-19. And why would they not allow that to happen? Because there was no standard set of how that individual could protect themselves. Interesting. So I would imagine that alone would keep things kind of frayed in terms of labor management relations. That is correct. And I guess I didn't realize until now that inspectors actually put a knife to material to inspect it. So that, that's a danger uh, in and of itself. Oh, it is a danger in and of itself. Yes, it is. In any slud for beef and for pork, yes, there is that danger. There's that inherent danger where not only the inspectors, but the plant employees also have knives that they do to make certain cuts on that carcass. Got it. We're speaking with Paula Skelling. She is the acting president of American Federation Government Employees Council 45. 
And now that coronavirus is here, what is the protective measures that your members feel they need? Is it because of contact with other people or is there something going on that the virus might be in the meat? Well, I, I, I don't know. There's no scientific studies that says that, that there is any transmission between somebody that has COVID-19 and the food products itself. Um, I believe that the food that we are eating currently and down the road is still safe. However, for an inspector, there is no social distancing in any of these slaughter or processing facilities, nor was at the beginning of this, did the agency provide any face coverings. And as we both know, CDC guidelines talked about social distancing of workers, and that could not happen. Well, when you're elbow to elbow with either a plant employee or other inspectors in a facility, as naturally as what we talk, there is particles that come from us, and there was no protection from that. Even though the agency, meaning FSIS, said, you know what, we're following the CDC guidelines, there was no way that that could have been implemented in any of these plans. In the meat inspection situation, then, the inspectors have to be as close to the workers as the meat workers are to themselves. Correct. Yes. And what happened when you asked the agency? They said, well, we're following CDC guidelines. I mean, since then, in the last couple of weeks, has that changed? Have you been provided the protective gear? Yes, there has been changes. However, we have not been provided that protective gear. The agency, FSIS Notice 19-20, and I don't recall the date that that was published, but that notice said that if you can find face covering or make it yourself, we will reimburse you $50. Now, mind you that these people are coming to work. They are doing the best that they can. And yet, with the environment that we're in, we got to keep social distancing. There was no opportunity to be able to go look for it. And we know that the short supply of facial shields, masks, covering, however you want to term it to be, was not out there to the general public to be able to get. And I know in some cases, there has been several pockets throughout the country that I know that there has been some inspectors or families of inspectors that have been making face coverings, and we are getting them out to the people that are affected by all of this, that are out in the front lines. So the mode now then is the agency says it will reimburse people for supplies, but it's not supplying them itself. That is correct, whether it is either face coverings or if it is any sanitizer that can be in the facility. And to your knowledge now, given that situation, have the members all been able to secure, build, sew their own protective gear so that at least they're protected pending the reimbursement? Not to my knowledge. I do hear yet. As a matter of fact, even earlier this morning, you know, Paula, I I still don't have any because I, A, don't have access to go get any material to be able to make my own or be able to secure it by ordering it from some facility our company. So there is still people, inspectors, that are working out that that are still not protected. And any sense that this will move in some way to where the agency says, yeah, we will send out masks? Any sense that that could happen? Well, at several different times, the agency has said, yes, we have talked to vendors and they say that we'll get it to you on this date. And then as that date gets closer to getting it, they said, oh, no, we're, it's back ordered. 
So do I have a comfortable sense that by May 7th, 2020, that everybody will have that face? No, I, I do not have any of that reassurance. And do you know that members have at least received the reimbursement so far? I, I have not heard that people have exercised that at all at this point. I'm not saying that they have or I'm not saying that they haven't. I have not heard that because I, I can tell you, too, that I have been in contact with some seamstress and they are making some face masks that I can get out to individuals. Paula Skelling is acting president of the American Federation of Government Employees Local 45, and that local represents Agriculture Department food safety inspectors. Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. Take care and be safe. We'll post this interview along with a link to more information at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Hear the Federal Drive on demand and on your device. Subscribe at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. As prices keep creeping up, your entertainment budget doesn't have to take a hit. Live One Plus has all the music you love, ad-free for only $3.99 per month. Dive into Live One's massive library of songs, listen to curated playlists, or create your own. Check out exclusive artist-hosted stations and do it all for the best price in streaming. Lock in a Live One Plus membership for just $3.99 per month now, and you'll not only beat inflation, you'll get all your favorite music ad-free. Check out liveone.com slash best music for details. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.